Hello and welcome to the Balance with Brit podcast. My name is Brittany Nicholson and I am a registered holistic nutritionist and personal trainer. In this podcast, we're going to explore all topics related to holistic health and wellness and realistic nutrition for real people. It's all about balance. Hey friends, I am so happy you're here. Welcome to the Balance with Brit podcast. This week we have a solo episode with just me and it's been a while since I've done one of these so I'm really excited to just chat one-on-one with you guys. And this week's topic um, that we're going to chat about is one that came to me in my inbox on Instagram. One I love when you send me messages. I love your questions or comments or especially if you're loving the podcast. It's my favorite thing to chat about. But one question I got was about a post I made with regards to inflammation. And the question was, how can I tell if I'm inflamed? And I was like, this would make a great podcast episode because I really do think that Inflammation and stress are two really big root causes for a lot of common health conditions. And inflammation in particular is one that I see in a lot of my clients when I start working with them. It's that anti-inflammatory approach is one big one that we want to pay attention to. So let's chat about why that is. Like, why do we care about inflammation? And I would like to start this conversation by specifying When it comes to inflammation, I'm talking long-term chronic inflammation. That's when that inflammation persists. Um, It's not just a short-term response because a short-term acute inflammatory response is actually a good thing. It is your body's way of fighting off injuries and infections and is characterized by redness, heat, swelling, That type of inflammation isn't necessarily a bad thing. That is your body's protective mechanism. Issues arise when you have this long-term chronic and systemic inflammation, and it's often popping up in places that you aren't really familiar with that being a sign of inflammation. For example, some really big and common signs of inflammation I see with my clients are body pain and joint pain. Huge. Fatigue, that's a really big one. Trouble sleeping, depression, anxiety, digestive uh, problems, specifically constipation, but even diarrhea and acid reflux, frequent infections, weight gain or weight loss. These are all big signs of inflammation in the body. And it's a sign that 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 inflammation is systemic. It's not just localized to an area that's an injury or infection systemic. It's it's full body. So that's why we when we when we see these symptoms, we want to pay attention to inflammation as a potential root cause. Now, if you are hearing that list and you're like, "Oh my gosh, Britt, what can I do? That's me." Know that you're not alone. Like I said, stress and inflammation are two of the biggest root causes behind a lot of chronic health conditions. Um, And it can play a role in a lot of other conditions like PCOS, endometriosis, a lot of these um, conditions that us as women are very familiar with are 
Um, also associated with low-grade systemic inflammation that is evidenced by an elevation of multiple markers of inflammation in the body like C-reactive protein, interleukin-18. Um, so if this is also something that you're dealing with, we really want to make sure that we're paying attention to how we are supporting our body with those inflammatory responses. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about three major umbrellas for supporting chronic inflammation in the body. One is diet, two is stress, three is detox and liver support. So when it comes to inflammation, there's a lot you can do to decrease it and support it. And there's a lot of things that can stir up inflammation in the body, including poor diet, stress, infections, autoimmune disease, chronic illness, toxin exposure, lack of sleep, hormone imbalance, sedentary lifestyle, obesity, smoking, alcohol. And as much as some of the things on this list we don't have a ton of control over, a lot of them we do. And the number one thing is diet. And that's what I want to start with. Because The standard American diet is very inflammatory in nature. And this is what I'm seeing when I have a lot of clients come through my door for the first time is sometimes unknowingly eating um, or consuming some of these inflammatory foods or beverages. And let's break down some foods to kind of minimize when we're on an anti-inflammatory journey. Um, One, processed foods refined carbs, so like our white bread, white rice, uh, candy, that type of thing, fried foods, foods with added sugars or high fructose corn syrup, vegetable oils, trans fats, processed meats, soda, sweetened, like very sugary drinks. Combine that with alcohol. A lot of those alcoholic beverages are very sweet as well. Those are all things that can really contribute to inflammation in the body. Now, you know me and you know that this podcast is called The Balance with Brit Podcast. So you will absolutely see me out enjoying a burger. I was going to say burger, but I don't eat burgers. Um, But like nachos or whatever with friends, ice cream. I have these things from time to time. It's about what you're doing consistently, not what you're doing occasionally. And it's not like you can never have these foods again. I'm not about food fear. Um, But being aware that it's like, you know, what ratio um, and in what balance it is playing a role in your journey so let's talk about some anti-inflammatory foods to enjoy and I'm actually currently working on a really fun interactive course that has a recipe bundle and a meal plan component and we're looking at all of these foods like extra virgin olive oil fresh fruit that's really colorful Uh, veggies, especially those leafy greens, fatty fish like salmon, sardines, mackerel, um, nuts and seeds, avocados, green tea. We know I'm a matcha lover, packed with antioxidants. And we're going to chat a little bit about why those antioxidants are helpful if you're going through um, inflammation, dark chocolate, And some of my favorites are antioxidant-rich spices like turmeric, garlic, ginger, cinnamon. So if you, once this uh, meal plan is available and this course is available that I'm about to launch, if you purchase it, you're going to see lots of these ingredients on that meal plan. So 
I'm really excited for you guys to dig into that once it's available. Um, But when it comes to diet, those are a few things you want to minimize, a few things we want to sneak in a little bit more. Now, let's talk about sugar a little bit because here's the thing. I am... We know this. We know. I am a nutritionist that believes in balance. And I gelato is my love language. And I will never tell someone to totally ditch sugar unless like it's medically necessary. Um, but sugar is something that can contribute to inflammation. It has been shown that excessive intake of dietary sugars can cause metabolic disorders and induce the increase of inflammatory mediators and pro-inflammatory cytokines in various tissues, which leads to insulin resistance and that low-grade chronic inflammation. So the thing with sugar that is interesting is that, you know, we often know when we are eating sugar and when we, you know, should maybe minimize it. For example, like a piece of cake or ice cream or those things. We, we know that that is sugar-containing. What I want to talk about here is some of those sneaky names for sugar, because I even find that a lot of health products are not so, well, very sneakily, not so healthy, um, because they have other names for sugar that we might not recognize. Um, So let's, (laughs) I have a, a long list and I have a whole handout for this in my upcoming little mini course, Um, but let's talk about some of them. We've got agave nectar syrup, barley malt, beet sugar, blackstrap molasses, brown rice syrup, brown sugar, cane sugar, caramel, um, castor sugar, coconut sugar, corn syrup, date sugar, dextrin, dextrose, fructose, galactose, glucose, glucose syrup, solids, high fructose corn syrup, um, even honey, maltodextrin, malt syrup, molasses, palm sugar, raw sugar, powdered sugar, sucanat, sucrose, turbinado sugar. These are all just more names for sugar. So when we are looking at the ingredient list on a food product that we're eating, we want to look at where sugar falls because ingredients are listed in order by weight. So if something is on that ingredient list towards the top, then, you know, we know that it's there's quite a bit in there. And what I find interesting is even some some foods that, you know, we're trying to make healthy decisions, they they can have impacts on our blood sugar like yogurt. If you're buying a flavored yogurt, especially those fruit bottom yogurts, you want to look at the sugar content because that's something where we think we're making a healthy decision. We think, oh, yeah, we're getting probiotics. We're getting, you know, some beneficial bacteria. But if there's more sugar in there than there should be, that's feeding our bad gut bugs. We don't want that either. So um, yogurts are something that I'm always telling people, you know, just take a look at the ingredient list, not for food fear, but just to be aware if we are trying to make a healthy decision and we are doing not that. Um, another one is granola, which we often put on top of sugar. That's one that can be quite heavy on the sugar. Um, and yeah, just kind of taking a look at that ingredient list, seeing where sugar is falling on there so that we're not unknowingly contributing to inflammation and even maybe some gut dysbiosis. And the answer is not to go with artificial sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners have a negative impact on our mental health and our gut health. And, um, no, I, I would rather you know, 
choose a maple syrup or a honey or a natural sweetener, then go with an artificial sweetener. Um, but yeah, so sneaky sugars are, are one way that you can definitely be contributing to inflammation. And if I'm kind of like backstepping a little bit, when we were talking about matcha and the antioxidant content of matcha, another guide I have in this upcoming program is Antioxidants 101, what they are and why they matter. So let's talk about antioxidants and inflammation. So why are antioxidants in the diet supportive of an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. So they are helpful in reducing oxidative stress that leads to that chronic inflammation. So an antioxidant is a, they kind of act as bodyguards, protecting our cells from free radicals in the body, which are unstable molecules that can harm the body. Um, And this happens when an atom gains or loses an electron. So it has an unpaired electron. And and electrons do not like flying solo. So when they're unpaired, they roam around the body searching for a spare electron to buddy up with. This damages cells um, that they steal electrons from and over time can lead to that oxidative stress. So antioxidants come in because they donate an electron to these free radicals to stabilize them. So they don't go around the body stealing electrons and damaging healthy cells. Um, so you can definitely turn the volume down on those free radicals by not smoking, avoiding chemicals, eating a healthy diet, but you can also boost your antioxidant intake, um, by adding some antioxidant rich foods, um, and spices to your diet. Now I mentioned matcha, that's one of them, but also like berries, uh, spinach, beets, apples, goji berries, Uh, dark chocolate. I have a whole list coming out to you guys soon. And then in terms of spices, we've got cinnamon, turmeric, garlic, ginger, some of my favorites, peppermint, oregano, cloves, very antioxidant rich. Um, So that's why we want those antioxidant rich foods in our diet. Great for managing chronic inflammation So in this diet umbrella, we've already talked about foods to avoid and include. We've talked about sneaky sugars, how sugar contributes to inflammation, and we've talked about antioxidants and how we can include those. So remember, it is all about balance here. It's not about never having some of these foods that contribute to inflammation, but it is about finding that balance that works for you so you're not experiencing some of the symptoms that you might be currently experiencing. Okay. Let's move on to my second favorite topic of conversation, which is stress. Now, I talk about stress a lot, so I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because I feel like I'm a broken record on here. And there's so many episodes where we talk about stress as kind of a root cause um, behind a lot of common symptoms and ailments that we deal with. But this this one is no different. There are large bodies of evidence that indicate that stress can activate inflammatory responses in the brain as well as peripherally. So we know stress has an impact on inflammation in the body and often we don't know what we can do to support our stress levels. Know this, there are a few things. Stress is inevitable and it's, you know, in short bursts, it's helpful. Um, It's issues like anything become when it's chronic. So whether you're managing stress through spending time in nature, through your diet, 
minimizing stress provoking foods and then including more stress resilient foods and good mood foods or maybe you're including some restorative movement you're setting boundaries you're saying no to things you're seeking therapy you're journaling whatever it is um stress management is important and I think I'll leave it at that because I talk about stress a lot but it is a major umbrella when it comes to inflammation um and our third big umbrella is detox and what I want to say before I even dive into this is I'm not talking some kind of shake or tea or anything (laughs) that you need to buy I'm talking about your body's natural detoxification process and how we can support it as we learn from that first list at the beginning of this episode toxins in the body can contribute to inflammation so we want to make sure we're detoxifying but sometimes because we live in a bit of a toxic world, um, those detoxification processes can become sluggish or overworked. So a few things we can do to make sure we are detoxifying are, one, pooping every day. We should poop every day. That is our daily detox. Two, we can support the liver. This is like our body's natural pool filter, but the liver has hundreds of other roles. Since we live in a bit of a toxic world, whether it's environmental toxins, toxins found on our food, in our home, in our cleaning products, our liver often gets stuck on this detox role. And a lot of those other roles that the liver has to perform get kind of sidelined. And what we're left with is a bit of a a sluggish liver overall. So some ways we can support the liver would be through minimizing toxins in the home for example like fragrances in our candles or paying attention to the cleanliness of our cleaning products or our beauty products um regularly sweeping and vacuuming the home and not wearing shoes in the house maybe bringing plants inside for their detoxification benefits um and then also minimizing toxins that are on our food um so you know purchasing organic where we're able um so that our liver and our body doesn't have to process um as much of these and it can do some of its other roles but also so that it can effectively process some of the toxins that come in and it's not overburdened by this like onslaught of everything it has to deal with other fun ways to support the liver would be um Castor oil packs, which I have a whole podcast episode about castor oil packs. Go back and search that. And aside from liver health and, you know, minimizing toxins in the home, in our environment, on our food, other detox habits that can be helpful for supporting that anti-inflammatory lifestyle would be dry brushing. So dry brushing is really neat. This is an Ayurvedic technique that improves blood flow, exfoliates the skin, moves the lymph, um, and may even reduce the appearance of cellulite. And all you need is a natural bristled brush. Um, You start at the feet and you brush in long sweeping motions towards the heart. Um, And it's best done before showering. And then you can, you know, shower off any dead skin that you might brush. Um, so dry brushing, this is something that I try and do before a shower. I'm not always successful, but it is a goal of mine. Um, another kind of cool detox method would be a sauna. 
Um, saunas are a great way to get rid of excess toxins as you sweat them out. Um, saunas also stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. So your rest and digest system, uh, which is really important for effective detox. We don't want to be living in fight or flight, which we're talking about stress. Like that's, that's what's happening. So sauna, um, Epsom salt baths, they, Epsom salts contain magnesium, which is a mineral that helps your muscles relax. It's critical for detox. So soaking in an Epsom salt bath can help flush out those harmful toxins while easing stress and promoting relaxation. Um, moving your body, you know, exercising that gets your lymphatic flow moving as well. And finally, a big one that seems really simple for a detox habit is drinking water. <laughs> uh, we need to drink water. That keeps your bowel, bowels moving, keeps the helps the kidneys do their job. And um, in general, I say drinking half your body weight in pounds and ounces per day. Um, and but overall, you can go by the color of your urine. It should be like a pale yellow color. We want to make sure that we are drinking enough water. And this is something that I am always working towards as well. So there's a lot in this episode. There's it's it's a beefy one. I find with these solo episodes, I they don't last long, but I talk a lot and there's a lot of information. But um, inflammation is something that I work with a lot of my clients on and I see a lot of people struggle with which is why I've decided to create this additional resource um, that everyone can take advantage of, which I'm hoping you'll see in the next month or less. Um, And you'll see some really fun meal plans in there, recipe bundles, your antioxidant guide, detox guide, all these fun things. So if you yourself are dealing with inflammation or other persistent symptoms like anxiety or bloating or constipation and you just would like some support with it to find the roadmap that works for you know that I do have some openings for one-on-one spaces uh, to work with me on a one-on-one level and I would love to do that I love 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 just looking at the body like a puzzle and you know where can we just make some tweaks that work for you and your lifestyle without taking away your favorite things Um, and that's, that's exactly what I do. So if that is something that interests you, check out my packages, um, at, on my website through the show notes, um, or reach out. I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd absolutely love it. If you took the time to leave a rating or review and until next week, we will see you later. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.